0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Generic Conversations. That's generic as in Jen, J as in Jen, Jack, Jill, J, Jaguar, (laughs) J. In case you're wondering, generic is a combination of my name, Jen, and the word generic. That's generic with a G. G as in guy, girl, good, right? Generic is defined as the characteristic of or relating to a class of group or things. My intention for this show is to engage in relatable conversations with universal lessons from everyday individuals. Ultimately, I hope that you listen in just long enough to say, wow, I needed this. Today's conversation will have you thinking about how you are taking care of your mental health today, what it means to be a suicide survivor, and things and people that you are grateful for today. But first, a handy resource for you. As many of us have no choice but to work from home, I know personally I don't mind, but I know a lot of people, this has become their new normal as of late. One problem is becoming a parent, which even though I've worked from home, it's still a big problem for me, which is focus. How do you focus when you've never worked from home? You're reminded of why you've never worked from home, but you need to figure out how to make it work anyway. And for everyone that has already worked from home and still lacks focus, I think this is gonna be a great resource for you. I wanna share with all of you my favorite music app that I've personally been using since 2017, which is called Focus At Will. Neuroscientists have recently discovered that certain types of personalized music can help you focus, reduce distractions, and maintain productivity when working and studying. Focus at Will's exclusive instrumental music library keeps your mind from avoiding two undesirable states, distraction and habituation. Distraction can be the result of anything in day-to-day life, while habituation stems out of being bored with your surroundings or task at hand. At Focus at Will, the music is crafted to balance your mind between distraction and habituation, keeping you focused on your work, especially if you're at home, which is my situation and many of us nowadays. Sign up for a one-week free trial today by visiting genericconversations.com. Remember, generic is with the J, as in Jen, jack jill jaguar <laughs> that's genericconversations.com. or check out the show notes of this episode all right thanks for listening to my introduction and please enjoy today's conversation All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Generic Conversations. I'm your show host, Jen Amos, and uh, I'm really excited because I get to interview another incredible person in the world (laughs) that I get to have a wonderful uh, conversation with. So I want to introduce you all to Helen Jinman. So Helen Jinman is a culture consultant and mental health well-being trainer. Helen, welcome to the show. Thank Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. And remind me, we, uh, we got connected over Spotted Guest. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, that's a, um, I, it's interesting because I have uh, received their emails forever now, I think since they started. And it's only recently that I started to be active um, on their community and uh, really uh, reach out to people. And so I appreciate uh, the fact that you saw uh, my post and wanted to join me on my show today. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Well, Helen, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, why don't you share a snapshot of your life today, uh, particularly what keeps you excited and busy nowadays? Well,
1: so nowadays I'm, like you introduced, as a consultant focusing on culture in organizations, and I'm helping people to... Feel comfortable raising their hand and asking for help when they need it, particularly with their mental health and well-being. And of course, now we're in a, in a really crazy world that we live in uh, with this virus going on. And, and actually, now more than ever, we need to be focusing on our mental health and our well-being. Now, going back in time, um, you know, what's spurred me to get to reach this very moment is during my life I, I have faced some real difficult challenges with my own mental health and well-being. I'm a, I'm a suicide uh, survivor. I attempted taking take in my life twice throughout wow. my life. Um, and, and it was a very, very dark time for me, um, but, which I struggled with from a very early age, right from the age 11, you know, so over 20 years ago now. And throughout most of my early twenties was still struggling with depression. So, I, and during that time I worked, so I was a real successful um, director in a company. I was earning loads of money, living the high life actually, (laughs) behind closed doors, was really struggling, you know, and Mm. and was really struggling with my own mental health and well-being and it all kind of came to a head and and that's now why I do what I do today, you know, because of that previous experience, because I know so many businesses out there and, and certainly people are struggling with their health and well-being and I combine all of that now and that's why where I'm here.
0: Wow. Well, Helen, thank you so much for sharing that and being so candid about being a, a suicide survivor. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe themselves in that kind of way. You hear about all different types of survivors, but um, hearing suicide survivor—that's the first time um, I'm hearing someone describe that.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think I've always used it now because I, you know, it's an attempted attempt to take your life, and I survived that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't. And very sad, you know, a lot of people have to deal with those consequences from family, you know, family around them that lose their loved ones to, to horrible illnesses such as mental mental health.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I survived it. Yeah, absolutely. Luckily. And here yes. I am. Thank goodness. I mean, even after the second time. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, it was that bad. I was
1: that bad at it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned that um, this, this really started, uh, around the age of 11, which I think is interesting because um, I know for myself firsthand, I had struggled, I started to struggle with de- depression around that age as well. And so I'm just curious what um, what happened, if you don't mind me asking, around that time for you to start, you know, having suicidal thoughts?
1: You know, I think at that age, you're, you're starting to approach on your teenager years anyway. You know, the world's rapidly changing for you as you kind of move away from that primary type school into you a know, bigger school and ongoing development and I think that change in upheaval just uh, uh, upset my routine and at mm. the time my mum was also struggling herself with depression um, she had some difficulties at work and, and she was being bullied in a work capacity and mm. I think her impact you know the emotional impact that she felt I think was, I was affected by it and then it came through as anxiety attacks you know, panic attacks and things like that. So I couldn't go on the school bus, for example. I had to be taken to school by my parents every single wow. day. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go on school trips anywhere. You know, I couldn't go to sleepovers, you know, when with all the girls when they invite you around. I couldn't do any of that because I would end up having a panic attack and wow. it really impacted me and, and things like, you know, I I was very musical when I was younger and I used to try to play in a lot of concerts but i'd go to all the rehearsals and it would get to the concert date and i'd have an ang- a panic attack
0: mm-hmm. and i wouldn't
1: be able to to do it wow and that ha- and that stayed with me for three years with mm-hmm. panic attacks until the panic att- attacks went because i went through um went through things like acupuncture and reflexology so reflexology is all about um feet massages And acupuncture is the pins in you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I had that natural therapy. And actually, it reduced my panic attacks in in totality. Completely and utterly, they were gone. Mm -hmm. But what remained was then this kind of darkness of the depression. And that's what stayed with me.
0: Wow. You know, I started reading this book called, like, Trauma Doesn't Start With You and that it could in fact be handed down and you had mentioned that um your mom had depression and it reminds me a lot of uh, my even my own father where in the in the recent this year alone my sister and i um are starting to discover that my dad may had uh suicidal thoughts back then so we we had lost my dad when i was uh, 10 years old and for the, the majority of my life i've always um struggled with depression as well uh, without realizing it until I saw a therapist and they diagnosed me with mild depression. I was like, oh, that's what that was this whole time. But I had later come to find that my dad may have had a depression himself as well. And I had found out that he had a- attempted suicide as well. And so uh, the reason why I bring that up is, that, is I'm wondering if, if it's Maybe it's like a hereditary or maybe it's handed down, um, you know, by family. And, and you had mentioned a little bit about that with your mother. Do you think that could be the case? Like maybe why um, you have depression as well? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's
1: loads of research out there that um, disputes kind of genetics being a part of things like depression or anxiety and, and panic attacks. And says that, but actually I argue that if you are brought up in an environment where you have parents or you have siblings that are experiencing symptoms and signs of depression or anything like that, actually, mm-hmm. I think you are affected by it. Um, it's not passed on from a genetic perspective, but I think you know, you you ultimately have to live in that environment. So you are aware of
0: how Mm -hmm. somebody
1: might be feeling and their responses that they're giving. And particularly with a mother or father, there's an emotional bond and an emotional connection. And when somebody's struggling with their own mental health, often that means they can't give emotions out to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So immediately, particularly as a child, you know, you're dependent upon that mother figure or that father figure is providing some sort of support um, from an emotional perspective and if that's not there I think that can can really impact you.
0: Yeah no definitely and and just like you said there could be so many different factors and um, but in the meantime I appreciate you really elaborating on that because that could be you know one of many possibilities. Mm, Absolutely. I want to go back to, um, how you've mentioned that you are a two-time, uh, suicide survivor and, uh, clearly you are in a place right now where you are willing to openly share your story with me to the world and, you know, to the show. Was there a point in your life where, I mean, there had to be a point in your life where you were like, okay, no more, or I'm going to, I'm going to work through this. Um, is there, is there one particular memory or one particular time where you just decided to, you know, make that decision to change things around for yourself?
1: Yeah so I think after the first attempt I was getting some support then but I was still plagued with some demons and that led to the to the second attempt albeit a few years later Mm -hmm. but after that time I spent a lot of time at home because I couldn't physically go out anywhere you know I was so down and so depressed it was a struggle just getting out of bed at that point you know I'd lie on the sofa and I'd watch Harry Potter and that's all I'd do Mm-hmm. film after film after film of harry potter just go round. so you know I, I take my hat off to things like harry potter nowadays <laughs> when i think yes. of it because i think god you know what that kept me entertained for so long <laughs> um but it was during those times that i thought you know what i just need to get away i just need to escape from sort of the the life that i'm in right now mm-hmm. to be a little bit freer with my thoughts because when you're feeling um depressed or very down you're very critical of yourself at every opportunity you know Mm -hmm. nothing is good enough you can't do anything that is good enough and as a result of that you're always dealing with that constant criticism on yourself and it's hard it's really hard to keep you know getting up in the morning and keep yourself going through that when you you don't really have the space you know the creative space in yourself to be able to challenge that Mm -hmm. so i thought i'm going to go away so I went away down to the, to the south of England and it's beautiful down there. The coast is absolutely sunning. And I remember sitting on the top of a, a cliff mm-hmm. and just thinking to myself, there has to be more to life than mm-hmm. what I am experiencing right now. There wow. has to be. Yeah. I mean, there's all these millions of people across the world that yeah. are living really you know successful lives and by success i mean you know their own personal success not necessarily you know the, the car on the drive and the house and all of that i'm talking about what it means you know to value as a person mm-hmm. and i said there has to be more than that and at that moment it was almost like i had a defining moment that said i'm i'm just not going to cont- deal with that anymore i'm wow. just going to make a decision right here right now that I do deserve better, that I can be better than this, and I know that I can be. And yeah. if I'd made it that far in life, going through all of those difficulties that I'd had at an earlier age, you know, playing in my teenager years and my early twenties, I thought if I can get through that, then sure as hell I can get through this and come yes. out the other side as better. And I found that walking was was really, really valuable to me at that point because I was down in the south, because it's all coastal walks and paths and things like that. I had this space just to think and just to be free. There's no one judging me. No, not even me. You know, there's nobody around me. You get that peace, that tranquility, that creative space just to be who you want to be. And I felt so overwhelmed by that. that I thought, that's it. That's that's my moment. And from then I went and did loads of walking. I walked coast to coast. I've walked 62 miles in, wow, I don't know, what 100 kilometres in tw- less than 24 hours, you know, because walking just became that a way of me being able to progress through.
0: And it became the big shift from there, where I was then to where mm-hmm. I am now. Wow, that's very powerful. I I had a friend once that told me that um there was a time when he struggled with depression. I think when he moved um from his hometown to like uh, his new you know his new place where he started going to school and um he had mentioned that exercise really helped him get out of his depression. And so it sounds like walking for you was your way of getting out of depression.
1: Yeah, and there is and there's loads of research right now around physical activity the benefits it has on your mental health and well-being you know how frequently you should be doing exercise what type of exercise and I and I think you know a lot of people often feel pressured into doing physical exercise and mm-hmm. our bodies are all different the way we work are all different some of us are more motivated than others to do different types of exercise and things like that but I, I've never you know thought of walking as a as an important thing other than getting me from A to B of course but mm-hmm. you know, in terms of that physical activity but It was just amazing, the benefits that I found from it. Yes, okay, the physical benefits, but for my mental sanity, if you like, um, how it kept me through. And and you know, now, even now I still say, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And when I talk to people who are struggling with their own health, I'd say, do you know what? You don't have to take big jumps. You just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and that's all it is. And that correlates directly to my walking. You know, because when you're going up that massive hill and you think there's no way I'm going to be able to get up to that top bit and you're puffing and panting, you can't barely breathe and your legs are hurting and your back's hurting because it's carrying your bag on you and you're sweating and all of that. You know, all you're going to do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Doesn't matter how fast you go or how slow you go. Just keep that foot going in front of the other one and you'll get there. And that's that's how I deal with it today.
0: Beautiful. Uh, in addition to walking, what are some ways that you maintain your mental health?
1: I think, you know, physical activity, of course, is really important. But doing things like mindfulness activities you know being in the present moment and not worrying about what's going to happen in the future and of course whilst we're in this really uncertain time where we're not really sure what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks and you know we're all kind of housebound mostly yeah um, you know that's that massive uncertainty being able to focus on the here and now in that present moment can really help just to dampen those feelings of feeling stressed or feeling overwhelmed or feeling anxious about any of those situations so mindfulness can be really a fantastic tool but you know finding something that works for individuals is really unique to them Mm -hmm. you know I could say go out running every day but if you don't like running (laughs) it's just gonna make you miserable and it's just gonna make it worse yeah and you could end up getting a I don't know broken leg at all sorts and I feel awful so I just think you know, you have to find something that works for you. Mental health affects us all very, very differently. We all have it. We mm. all experience it. We all have highs and lows. We all exist on kind of this continuum where some days we're up and, and we're really energetic and we're really high and other days we don't and, it, and it's really down. And, and our job is to try and balance it so that we don't go too far into the darkness on it because we all have that you know capability to do that. But it's about finding those things that keeps us same that keeps us on the straight and narrow, that keeps us healthy, that keeps us fit, and that can be anything from mindfulness, it can be from doing creative painting, it could be knitting if knitting was up your street to yeah. do. You know, those types of things are really, really great. You know, writing three, thing, three things down every day that you're grateful for. I'm grateful for having a family around me that is safe right now. I'm grateful for hearing the birds out in the garden. You know, real simple things, Mm -hmm. just that just switch that mindset from feeling negative to feeling positive.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I love how you explain that uh, it's different for everyone. I think that when the stay-at-home executive order happened in so many places in the world, even where I'm at right now, there was this post, this social media like meme that was out there saying, like, you know, if you have ever complained that you didn't have the time to pursue your dreams and you don't take advantage of this time to do it, then you know, it's not that you don't have time; it's just that you're lazy, and and so we were a lot of people were being told like oh this is the time to be productive now this is the time to work on your passion projects but some people just like some people are going from you know, working in the fast lane for so long to now like having nothing to do. And it's very uh, difficult for them to even consider being productive. And so I just like that, you know, maybe sometimes the way to take care of yourself is to just do nothing is just to Mm -hmm. watch Harry Potter or to watch Netflix (laughs) or, you know, to just take it, take it easy. And, and so I appreciate you really elaborating on that and, and giving us, giving us some ideas on how to take care of our mental health.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure out there to be productive. And, and I, like you, I've seen a quite a few things on social media that are saying, you know, be productive, do all this, do all the stuff that you've always wanted to do. And do you know what? Sometimes you can burn yourself out doing all of that. And sometimes your body and your mind just wants to sit and it just wants to be. Yeah. And it just wants to find its its way through You know, gradually. You don't have to be productive and, and you're not a failure if you're not during this time. Um, you know, I think which is a, it's a really important message is that you, you're not failing because you're not being productive. If if your body and your mind are saying, look, I just need to sit and I just need to be for a bit and I just want to binge on my favourite Netflix programme for mm. six hours straight. That's OK. <laughs> if, that, if that makes you feel better, then do it. Do yes, it. Absolutely. Don't let anyone judge you for it.
0: Yeah, and eat whatever you want to. I feel like this is a great <laughs> excuse since we're not allowed, since we all have to practice social distancing. It's like, who's going to notice for the next <laughs> couple of weeks? You know, just enjoy it, enjoy it yeah. all. Yeah, I'll worry about it in six months' time. <laughs> Do you know,
1: we we rarely get this kind of unique opportunity to really sit and be with ourselves and, so, and, you know, with our our loved ones close if we if we're lucky to have those close. You know, we don't mm-hmm. get this opportunity for this self-reflection. We don't get the... The luxury of time on our hands you know we're always busy in the modern day we're always doing something and if we're not doing something we're thinking about what we should be doing for you know business or work or going out with friends or whatever it is and actually we're being told we can't do a lot of those things at the moment so we've got this unique opportunity right now just to just use that time of self-reflection and say you know am i where i want to be and doing the things that i want to be doing you know how do i feel about my life am i happy in my life And if I'm not, what do I need to do to change that? And actually, you know, like you said, if I want to sit there and eat 20 donuts, I'll sit there and eat 20 donuts.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You know, I'll start the diet tomorrow. It's not a problem. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, Helen, I think we had such an incredible conversation today about mental health. And I want to thank you again for being so uh, transparent about your background and what you've been through and for being a suicide survivor. Um, I can tell that you're very resilient, you know, and very self-aware to be able to have this conversation with me today. For people that are interested in learning more about you and what you do as a culture consultant and a mental health well-being trainer, how can they get a hold of you online? I mean, the best way to
1: get on on uh, connected with me is to go through LinkedIn. You can just find me through Helen Jinman, and all my details are on there and you can get access to my website via that. Just connect with me and it'd be great to, to start the conversation.
0: Okay, perfect. And uh, in case to our, for our listeners who don't know how to find that, don't worry, that'll be provided in the show notes because I love providing that for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Helen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, And with that said to our listeners, we hope that you were able to listen in and pick up that golden piece of nugget that had you say, I needed this and you could take action right away. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. All right. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Generic Conversations. You can learn more about our show and check out the show notes of this episode at genericpodcast.com. Remember, that's generic with a J as in Jen. You can also visit genericpodcast.com to subscribe to our newsletter. I'd love for you to be a part of my growing online community. If you said, wow, I needed this at any point in this episode, it would mean the world to me if you can give a five-star written review on your preferred podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts. Until then, chat with you in the next episode. See ya.